What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Ryan Kramer. Welcome to episode 46 of Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments. Thanks for joining us again on another episode uh, live. Ping Pong Payments actually provides marketplace sellers and entrepreneurs global solutions for controlling their domestic and international funds. An account with us actually to significantly reduce your cost when sending or receiving international payments all in one platform. So go up and sign uh, sign up for an account today. But we're not about that today. We're going to be talking about uh, a little bit of a cooler subject today. Right now, if you're joining us either live on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, or Twitter, or you're listening to us via download on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcast, thanks for joining us. Our guest today is actually the founder of 8020 Sourcing from the Seven Figure Seller Summit as well. He also has helped thousands of e-commerce entrepreneurs save time and money sourcing products from China to scale their businesses. He's worked with hundreds of Chinese suppliers, having managed multi-million dollar sourcing campaigns for clients in the US and Latin America. He's fluent in Mandarin Chinese and culturally fluent when it comes to doing business with China and the West and loves to help others cross this bridge to build their business and relationships. Moreover, he's also been selling on Amazon, Shopify, and eBay himself, as well as other websites over his past 10 years of selling online, as well as owning multiple private label sell, uh, private label brands. He's featured been featured on Jungle Scout's Million Dollar Case Study, WebRealTailor.com, and spoken to numerous times at the American Chamber of Commerce in Shanghai, the Global Sources Summit in Hong Kong, as well as being quoted in the media by NPR, as well as Bloomberg. Love it. He's previously served as chair of the American Chamber of Commerce with those committees, and then also has been invited as a delegation to meet with the White House administration and U.S. Congress leaders to share his insights on U.S.-China trade relations and effect on China tariffs on U.S. businesses. Not only that, he has earned his B.A. from USC uh, in Eastern Asian Languages and Business and received his master's certificate at Hopkins Nanjin Center in Advanced China Studies. Born and raised in LA, he's also a husband and a father. Welcome to the show. I have crossover commerce, Gary Wong. Gary, welcome to uh, the show today. I'm gonna go ahead and meet you there. There you go. Look at that. That was a long laundry list of uh, uh, successes. I, I wish my resume was that long and touted. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for the the uh, the great introduction, Ryan. It's a pleasure to be on. I'm super excited. Yeah, no problem. And and it's just it's just one of those things when you put pen to paper and you think about all the successes that you've done in your life, it's really quite astounding how you write your own history of all the businesses. So again, congratulations on the, you know, all the success so far, but we're not we're not done. Uh, you still got more on your plate, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, I mean, today's episode isn't really about me because I created the seven figure seller summit and I've interviewed over 30 seven-figure Amazon sellers, e-commerce experts to really learn what they're doing right now in 2021 to, to build uh, e-commerce business, to scale their Amazon business and to exit because it's a super exciting time right now. So hopefully these top seven takeaways and these strategies that we're going to dive into are going to help uh, the people watching today so they can really you know do this too. They can scale up their businesses. Absolutely. And to preface uh, this with everyone who's watching or listening live, 
Ping Pong is a, uh, is a sponsor of this event. So this is something we wholeheartedly believe is going to help you take your business to the next level um, with these seven tips. I myself got to speak on this with Gary, but we got together with other top sellers around the world who are going to take your business to the next level with these tips and tricks. Um, that's why I had Gary on today. I wanted to make sure that we had our, I call it our 777 episode, our seven tips to build seven figure businesses and help you guys grow in 2021, take your business to that next level. That's what everyone wants to do in this industry. We hope you're on your way, but if not, this is what's going to get you there. So Gary, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Um, if you're okay with that, let's go into uh, number one. What was your first tip that you are going to share with us today? Yeah, excellent. And I, I agree. Before we get into the first tip, I mean, just to talk a little bit about, you know, 2020. Yeah, let's do it. I, I, Sorry, let's I set the table. Yeah, let's set the table, you know, it, before we dive in. Because 2021, it's super exciting time right now in e-com, right? I mean, based on, you know, Ryan, you're, you're in this. You know, all the speakers you've sp spoken with. I mean, it's almost like 2021, it's almost like 2012 in e-commerce. You know, it's just growing so quickly and there's so many new product opportunities coming up because the world is really changing, right? So, you know, with COVID, um, you know, of course it was, you know, there's all the, 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 the destruction it caused, but at the same time, COVID-19, it was almost like injecting a growth serum into the arm of Amazon. And then you saw just like five years of growth in just a matter of months in 2020, right? You know, absolutely. it just, it was insane. Amazon couldn't keep up. That's why they put all of those inventory restrictions, you know, the IPI index, they literally, they can't keep up. Okay. I mean, think about that for a minute. And then all signs are indicate that this is going to continue in 2021 because there's so much uncertainty, you know, even though we're, the vaccines are coming out, you know, it's taking time. Not everyone can get it. We're not sure, you know, with the second wave, whether you're in the US, whether you're in UK or even here in Japan, right? There's still, it's still going on. But the key thing is e-commerce is still growing astronomically. And you also see new shoppers coming online, right? You know, new shoppers, um, you know, spending on Amazon, buying groceries for the first time, you know, especially grandma and grandpa, right? Like the elderly, you know, before, I don't know about you guys, but you know, kind of like my parents, you know, they, they were kind of like scared to put their credit card online. They were worried about fraud <laughs> and stuff. But That's now, funny. I mean, what's the alternative, right? Are you going to have to like risk it going, you know, rubbing shoulders with everybody at the market or, you know, you can just order all your groceries, you know, all the stuff that you need day to day online, right? So we're seeing like a huge new segment of consumers shopping online. That's why, you know, when the tide rises, all the boats rise. That's why right now, you know, 2021 e-commerce, it's it's the time to, to get in if you haven't already. But at the same time, there's a lot of competition. Um, and Ryan, you and I were talking about this last week, right? Re recently, we saw that study. 75% of all the new Amazon sellers last year were from China. Okay, so I'm not yeah. saying, you know, all sellers are bad from China. That's a stereotype. That's not true. But at the same time, you know, competition is heating up. Right. So there's also all the changes going on, you know, day to day with Amazon, with the inventory controls, with the new rules, this, that, the other thing. Um, that's why I, you know, previously I only launched the summit once a year, but now we're doing it twice a year because everything's changing so fast. So you guys can have the latest up to date 
you know, trends, the news, what the real sellers are doing. That's that's why I created this because I'm a seller myself. It's buy sellers, for sellers to help you guys out there that want to build skill and exit your businesses. All right. So, um, you, you, I mean, this is just you know my personal takeaways, but if this helps. You know, feel free to check out the summit, sevenfiguresellersummit.com. You can get a free pass. We launch February eighth. All right. Let's. Um, let's no, that's a good plug. Today. No, absolutely. It's super important to everyone to know because this is free content. It's not something you have to pay to get in touch with. Obviously. Uh, there's a VIP um, portion of this, but and you can pay for that. But this is free to consume. It's over four days of content. Um, the table it's over is five days set. of content. It's yeah, five, it's five, five days of content. It's yeah, even more. It's, content. Uh, could, yeah, it's, even more. And you can get a free pass. Like all the videos are available free, twenty four hours. So if you want to catch it, you know, I know some people are struggling, you know, financials. I totally understand. That's why we have the, the free element. So, you know, if you want to catch it for free, totally up to you. But we also have the all access pass. You get lifetime access. You get additional bonuses. Um, you know, Ping Pong is offering 30 days of free foreign exchange transfers. I mean, that could easily offset the low price of the pass. But, uh, you know, I don't want to be salesy. Let, let's get into no, the, it's okay. Let's the get into tips. Right? Yeah. For everyone yeah, who's listening, again, if you're watching online uh, and you're consuming this real time, Go ahead and submit your comments. Submit what your uh, takeaways and thoughts are. Um, give us a hashtag seven uh, FSS. That's for Seven Figure Seller Summit. So we know that you're listening, or just tell us what you think about all these tips that Gary is uh, dropping today. So yeah, Gary, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with number one? Okay, let's do this. So number one. Okay, so you know the summit. It's structured over five days, almost like the natural growth and evolution of a business. So we're going to talk about mindset first. Okay. Mindset and like the fundamentals of building a seven figure e-commerce business. So number one is mindset um, tactic seven figure sellers use is don't see failure as an endpoint. Okay. Because no entrepreneur hits a home run the first time they go up to the plate and take a swing at the ball. Okay. Nobody does that. Okay. It's not like a get rich quick scheme. And, you know, most times people, they swing and they miss, right? Or maybe it's, it's like a base hit. It's not a home run. Okay. So the first product usually is not a huge success, but they learn from that. Okay. I mean, very few people in this industry are overnight sensations. Like nobody talks about the years and years they spent, you know, in the grind, right? In the dirt, right? Struggling with the product selection, struggling with quality issues with the supplier, dealing with negative feedback, dealing with Amazon suspensions, this, that, and the other thing. Okay. So the key thing is, um, I really love what one of our speakers, Leon Hirschkorn said, failure is actually part of success. Okay. Mindset, you know, think about that. Failure is part of success, okay? It's not the end game. It's what you do and take away from that experience, okay? So maybe the first product you launched, it wasn't a seven-figure business. You know, it really is. You know, think of it as an education, okay? You know, you learned how to find profitable product ideas and how not to find product ideas, right? How to stay away from the crowds, right? You probably learned how to source and ship it probably from China. You got it into the Amazon PA warehouse. You launched it. You dealt with negative reviews, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Right. And then you know, you turn on your PPC campaigns, you've got some experience with the search term reports. Okay. So maybe if the first product wasn't a success, you take that, you pivot, okay, with what you learn to create a better second product. Okay. You can launch a third product and, and more and more. Okay. So that, that's one of the keys. And then I really love what another seven figure said, uh, seller said, Lucy Sherman, um, based in Australia, who recently exited her business for over a million dollars. She said, you know, her mentality with this business is either you win or you learn. Okay. You win or you learn. It's not, you made a mistake. You know, that's, it's it. 
Okay, you win or you learn. So I hope that this is helpful to everyone starting, you know, for the mindset as you know, we set the table. All right. Don't see failure as an end. Failure is part of success. And either you win or you learn. Okay. That's Absolutely. number one. That's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Number two. So yeah, all right, Ryan, if you have any questions or if anybody no, has questions was, I, watching yeah, out there, was, feel free to weigh in. Yeah. For those who are hopping, yeah, who are watching live again, my, my takeaway from mindset would be, of course, I think business is it's not easy. I think a lot of people think it's just finding a product, putting up online and being six, seven figure sellers. Uh, it, it, it's not, it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of doing research. It's a lot of figuring out what you can do to stand out from the crowd. And I think that's a lot harder than a lot of people think. And there's going to be a lot of failures. I know a lot of successful people, seven figure, eight, nine figure sellers who have a lot of failed products and they learn from that. And I think that's what their biggest growth comes from is finding a product that just misses and then you iterate from that. So mindset, yeah. fantastic first step. Great. Okay. Should we move on to number two? Number two, absolutely. Okay. So number two is um, in terms of strategy. Okay. I find that you know nowadays you can't just launch a Me Too product, right? You can't if you start out at the same place as everyone else, you end up at the same place as everyone else. Okay. So I would say number two is kind of like this: you got a zig when everyone else zags, okay? You know, think about the zigzag, right? Well, you got a zig when everyone else zags, okay? So if you're, you know, you gotta have a unique selling proposition. You gotta have some sort of um, point of differentiation, okay? You can't just use the same research tools, follow the same, you know, uh, the formulas and come up with the same product, right? Because if you start out from the same place as everyone else, you end up at the same place as everyone else. If you rely only on the software tools, I'm not saying, you know, don't use the tools, but, you know, don't necessarily use them to give you product ideas, okay? So, because if you do do that, what looks good right now, you know, later on, three, four months down the line, you're going to see like a hundred sellers selling the exact same thing. It's going to lead to a price war, you know, and that's the last thing you, you want to be involved with. Okay. So Zig when everyone else sacks. So going back to Lucy Sherman, uh, seven figure seller based in Australia, she said, you know, when she created her business, her and her business partner, okay. While everyone else was choosing the same lightweight product that cost around $20, you know, with the, the low um, reviews, she actually, she went the other way. Okay. She chose an oversized product um, that people definitely didn't recommend because of all the shipping and then the additional Amazon fees, et cetera. And then instead of selling it for around like $25, $50, she sold it for $250. Okay. So think about that. She chose an oversized product that, you know, other people at that time, the gurus didn't recommend. And then she sold it for $250. Okay. There were really few other people doing this. And then her and her business partner, they were able to quickly sell out on Amazon, their first order, okay? So they reordered, they learned from the product um, mistakes from the reviews, right? They pivoted, remember, like rule number one, right? You know, failure, right. you know, you either you win or you learn, right? So she, it was a small win, you know, it wasn't like million dollar business day one. It took four years for her to, to build it up and to exit it for over a million dollars, right? You know, people don't talk about all the grind, the hard work, the day to day, right? This isn't a get rich quick, this is a real business that, you know, real people are, creating now and you know and generating you know the wealth right it's it's not you know a get rich quick scheme okay so um the key thing is you know she zigged when everyone else zagged of course she used you know research tools to, to guide her to help her but she didn't you know find the idea 
from the research tool, okay? And then something else that I like to add to this is when you're looking for product ideas, I know this is like one of the biggest challenges, sticking points for a lot of the people watching out there, even if you know, you're a seven-figure seller, you know, it's not that easy, or if you're a beginner, right? So looking for product ideas, I love what our, our buddy Tim Jordan says, right? You know, he says to look off of Amazon, right? He thinks differently in this respect. And in his training on our seven figure sales summit on uh, day one, he really walks through how seven figure sellers find profitable product ideas off of Amazon. Okay. You know, because why? Because Amazon may be saturated. Okay. So he really, he likes to look at other sites like Etsy, for example, you know, there's a lot of, you know, handmade custom products out there. You can identify the trends, you know, these products aren't on Amazon, right? And then you can use the tools to do other research, right? He goes on Pinterest, right? You know, a lot of people really, you know, they, you know, they pin things, stuff they like, you know, maybe it's not mainstream yet. Okay. You can spot trends very early on the product life cycle. Okay. Right. And even on YouTube, you know, think about it. It's not just to, to, you know, to kill time. Right. But, you know, he could really like dives into different niches, like into cooking, like, you know, he and I were both into cooking and then he used a really interesting example to like find like a dozen product ideas just from one YouTube video. So highly recommend you guys um, check that out if you get a chance on the summit, but you know, think about looking off of Amazon. All right. You got to zig when everyone else zags. All right. And then the third, um, thing I'd like to share is about sourcing. Okay. You know, everyone, when they think about sourcing, they think about China, you know, I, in my prior career, that's what I did, right? You know, I got my, my hands dirty. I, I visited hundreds of Chinese factories, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, I, I've seen most, most, most of it all. All right. At the same time, you know, if you're doing, if you're sourcing the exact, exact same thing from the same place that everyone else, it kind of, you know, it's easy for people to copycat that. Right. So, you know, think differently. Zig when everyone else zags, you know, consider India, for example. Okay, you know, India is up and coming when it comes to sourcing. Okay, it doesn't offer the same broad selection, but there's certain categories in wooden products, for example, in eco-friendly products, um, in certain types of, um, you know, handmade type products. Okay, you know, lighting fixtures, for example. You know, in, in our summit, we had Megla Bardwash. Um, she's really the go-to person when it comes to sourcing from India. She runs the India Sourcing Trip, the Virtual India Sourcing Fair. Um, and then there's a lot of, potential profitable products, you know, looking away from where everyone else is looking. All right. Why do you do this? Because if you do this, you know, like probably 95% of people aren't looking at it. So you can find more products that other people aren't looking at, you know, to differentiate yourself and also to reduce the number of copycasts because 75% of the new sellers are from China, right? So it's harder for Chinese fire, um, so, you know, sellers to find products from India versus in China. Okay. So I really hope this is helpful guys, you know, zig when everyone else is, is zagging. And if anybody watching, you know, if this is resonating, let me know if you disagree. Let me know. I, you know, I really love to hear both sides of the, of the argument. And if maybe if you're doing something like this, you know, let us know. I, you know, I hope that this is interactive. I don't want to just be. You know, no, absolutely. No. Me. Yeah. You're not talking. You'll talk to me if anyone, Gary. So <laughs> yeah. when you said zig, when everyone else zags, uh, I instantly thought of our friend, Tim Jordan, because this is something he he's all about the puns or the anecdotes of, uh, you know, philosophy in terms of that regard, but he has a good point in this regard. And I say that because his being successful, I think he is in the kitchen products and being selling online. Um, he, he has a lot of good points that says like, get your inspiration, find the keyword or the niche first, and then the product comes later find the opportunity yeah. first and then don't fit your product into something that's overcrowded because yeah. that's exactly what the opposite of this point is, is when you are going with competition, 
it's much more difficult to stand out with either PPC or branding or however you're trying to stand out from the crowd. That's literally the opposite of what you should be doing. Find that, find that need in the marketplace, make it, find if it's sustainable and then find a product that would fit that, that need. So that, that definitely resonates with me. And then Megla, obviously talking with India and sourcing from there, friend of the show, um, I've been touting a lot of people from that as well. A lot of people should be looking into different countries in terms of sourcing and finding products, not just for those natural products, but upcoming, uh, you know, just other types of business opportunities there as well. So definitely makes sense to uh, look at something and ask those questions. Hey, is it possible if I can do this here? I would go here, but maybe I can do it either cheaper or better here uh, and make better sense. So fantastic tip. Uh, tip awesome. number, th yeah, tip number three. All right. So next is what I like to call David can beat Goliath in the battle of e-commerce. Okay. David can beat Goliath. Okay. Right. So, I mean, everybody knows the story of David versus Goliath, right? So in e-com, you know, small brands like us, you know, the FBA sellers, the private label sellers, we can win against the big global corporations when we sell on Amazon e-commerce. Why? Because small brands to kind of like speedboats, you know, we can really like weave in and out, we can like pick up the fish, we can avoid like all the, the coral reefs and stuff. And then meanwhile, the big lumber, like lumbering corporations, they're like cruise ships, you know, it's really hard for them to pivot to move once they're set a destination, they're kind of like stuck there. It's like the Titanic, you know what happened, right? So uh, case in point is a seven figure seller, Ben Leonard from the UK. Okay. Um, you know, he was, you know, he literally, he started his business as a side hustle when he was working. Um, I think he was an ecologist actually, you know, he comes from a science background, but he literally said he was working out of his cupboard. He had his laptop and then he built up, um, an athletic apparel brand on Amazon. Okay. And then he uh, built it up. He scaled it to over seven figures and he exited the business recently. And then he's transparent with his brand. Um, it's called beast gear. And then it really like caters to um, like millennials, like guys kind of like, you know, the whole like Bigfoot Sasquatch kind of thing. You know, you're like, um, you, you know what I mean in terms of workout. Yep. So he, as like a small brand, like the David, he was competing against Under Armour. He was competing against Nike. He was competing against Adidas, you know, all the, the huge billion dollar corporations, but he was able to win. How did he win? He said that he built a following, almost like a cult-like following using tools like email marketing, using tools like chat and also guerrilla marketing. By doing this, he was able to build his tribe, okay, of raving fans and take them with him as he scaled up his business, okay? So in his masterclass on, um, he, he calls it like micro agility, you know, talking about email marketing, talking about chatbots, um, SMS, um, he said that email marketing, this was the most profitable and opportunity rich channel for him on e-commerce. Okay. So, you know, he had his Amazon side of the business, but he also had an external website as well. And then he said through email, you know, he was able to drive 33% of his revenue off of Amazon purely from email. And he automated a lot of that stuff. Okay. He started this business by himself. Okay. And then um, he also, you know, through email marketing, he's able to create really cool stuff like VIP clubs, you know, in his audience to offer sale prices to pro on products so to get people to buy more. Okay. He was able to cross sell his different products. Like, you know, there was like, you know, like a, like a, a knee brace, there's like an arm brace, you know, there's like all the different types of workout gear. 
Um, so he's able to cross sell to get higher average order values. So if you guys are you know selling, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? You you bump up the average order value. You know one sale, you get a ton more um, revenue and more profits. Okay, and then he even pixels his his customers once they visit his website. You know, so he can retarget them later on Facebook and social media. Okay, so you're probably asking, you know, why can't the big corporates do this? Actually, they can, but they're not doing this. Why not? Because number one, it's really hard for them to scale this. And number two, they're really like an anonymous corporation. They don't really have like a real person, like a face. Okay. Because Ben actually put himself you know, on it. He would like in the automation, like it would generate like a text message or like a WhatsApp message with his face on it. And he's like holding the product and people are like, oh shoot. I mean, that's that's the founder. He actually test you know text. He's his own influencer. <laughs> yeah, he's his own influencer. You know, um, so you know the big corporates they can't really do this level of um, personalization because they're like the Titanic and you're a little speedboat, right? You can really weave in and out, you know, to catch scoop up all the fish, right? So you know he's he's using you know all these cool like micro agility tools like email marketing, uh, chat, SMS, WhatsApp. So by doing this, Ben, small brand, was able to scale to over seven figures. And, um, you know, he exited his business recently. And then, you know, he really gets deep in the weeds about this. I mean, I wish, you know, we had more time. But, you know, case in point, there's so many more other examples as well. You know, David can be Goliath in the, in the battle of e-commerce. Absolutely. Great tips in terms of, like, what you can do to add on, but also with agility, add on to your brand and your, uh, into your product selection as well. Um, fantastic information. And again, for everyone who's listening, this is episode 46 of Crossover Commerce. We're talking seven things seven-figure sellers do to build seven-figure Amazon businesses in 2021. These are tips that Gary Wong, our guest today, is going to be giving his insight from these sellers and then sharing with us some of those tips today. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit the like button, subscribe to this channel, but also make sure you comment what you do like, what you don't like. So we, so <laughs> Gary knows what, who to cut from next year. So if they're not a good tip person, <laughs> he's not going to invite them yeah. back. I'm just and, kidding. And no, also, there. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, helps, it helps us improve as well because we were, we were voted favorite. Um, we were voted famous, not famous, favorite Amazon. Favorite, event. Yeah. yeah. Favorite Amazon event of 2020 in seller poll. So, you know, I mean, don't just take my word from it. Um, you know, we had over 3,500 people that, watched our summit last year and um you know we have a great lineup of speakers and uh sponsors as well so you know thanks ping pong for your support you know it helps you know keep us um keep us going all right absolutely so, absolutely and then yeah. uh with that being said we want to make sure we get all this in before you have to yep. get the top of the hour so about halfway Definitely. through we've already hit our top three we're on the, I want to say the back stretch of our tips and uh, selections. If you have another tip that you hear everyone, again, make sure you comment or share with us what you do like, what you don't like, take these notes and apply them to your business today. Tip number four, Gary. Yeah. So tip number four is talking about scaling. So I know a lot of people, they want to scale up their business. Maybe they're at six figures. They, they want to scale up to seven figures or, you know, they're just starting out with their first product. They want to add, you know, multiple more products. Okay. Um, one of the, the top mistakes that I noticed a lot of seven figures admitted as they were scaling their business was hiring too late. Okay. Hiring, it could be like a VA, it could be an employee, but you know, a lot of times, you know, you yourself and you know I, i'm guilty of this as well right i mean we're our own bottleneck right we try to do we try to be like a one man or one woman show 
there's, you know, we only have limited time in the day, right? So a lot of times, you know, when you scale, um, hiring, it's kind of like the lead domino, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, I was, I was speaking with Nate Ginsburg. He's a seven figure seller who exited his business for nearly a million dollars. And then he runs an agency called Sellerplex. Um, he said that, you know, it's kind of like the lead domino. It's like that, that one thing, right? If you, if you do this right, everything else becomes easier, right? I, I think Tim Ferriss said that, but I mean, the, the same thing applies in the e-commerce game, right? So Nate Ginsburg really shared how to unplug from your business and scale your Amazon FBA business to seven figures. Um, he says that, you know, there's different roles that you can scale, you can outsource as you scale your FBA business, right? And then he shared which ones you can outsource, you should outsource first. This is all based on his his personal experience. You know, he he said that, you know, I asked him, what's your superpower, Nate? And he said, it's building a superstar team. Because you know he he can't do everything right. I mean he he's good in certain respects, but he's weak in others. So he admitted he's he's not so detail oriented. But the key thing is he was able to to hire people that were detail oriented, right? Like the the bookkeeper, right? To make sure all the numbers were were adding up, right? Customer service reps to handle all the inquiries. So you know that way he can focus on growing his business, right? By adding new products, um, by you know growth strategy, by you know possible collaborations, right? By um, you know um, reducing costs or negotiations, right? So I, I think that's one of the key things. And the other thing is you know as your you know, hiring people, you really got to systematize all of the processes of your business, right? You got to create standard operating procedures or SOPs. I think some people know what I'm talking about, right? You know, mm -hmm. because that's the key thing. I mean, to make sure that everything flows smoothly. And then I also uh, spoke with Nathan Hirsch. Um, you know, he's the former founder of FreeUp. He's probably one of the top people to talk to when it comes to hiring BAs, um, you know, outsourcing the whole thing. And, you know, he really dug deep into, you know, how to create SOPs, you know, when to use video, when to use text, when to use a combination, what's the best way to update? How do you motivate these employees? Where to look when hiring them, right? I mean, these are all like super critical um, parts of scaling your business because if you hire the wrong person or if you don't do it the right way, you know, it could be a struggle, all right? Um, and then, you know, one of the key books to read and highly recommend it is The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Um, I don't know if you've read that that one, Ryan. I mean, that one is a classic. No, I, I've heard it going around though. A lot of people are suggesting it to read. For yeah. Sure. yeah, it really, you know, dives deep into the why and the how of systematizing. And, you know, this is the only way that, you know, you could you can finally you know, unplug yourself so you're working on your business and not in your business. And, and you know, and these seven figure sellers, you know, that that's exactly what they did. And, you know, they covered how they did that at the summit. Um, and then besides hiring, you can also, um, you can automate right you can use there's tools out there to help you do this right it doesn't have to be like like a human doing some of this stuff okay you know for example when it comes to um you know stuff like amazon reimbursements right there's um different services out there that you can delegate um there's uh, services like katita um you know they handle amazon reimbursements and they're one of our sponsors as well but you know bottom line is they can get you your money back right you know from the all the you know amazon overcharges you on you know picking back fees you know products they lose um you know refunds stuff like that right and there's also automation for you know for example profit dashboards there's tools like seller board right they can generate um you know your profit and loss like that that the worksheet right so that can save you a lot of time as well besides hiring. So remember the 80-20 principle, guys. So you really want to focus on 
the one or two key things that make you money and not on you know all of the minutia the stuff that that's just moving around money you know that's one of the keys you know key things to to delegate as you hire as you build out your team as you automate this whole process so you can scale your business absolutely and then obviously scaling is tough a lot of people just don't know that next step i think especially with ping pong a lot of people we tell like hey that next step make sure you're financially sound but also make sure you bring on the right teammates too uh when you're talking with uh nate you're talking about um his business i was talking with him the other night just kind of getting his background him and i are connected mm -hmm. he's on the other side of the world for me but he was able to share obviously you know my team is everything to me i wouldn't have been able to do this without them and even kept them intact to build his next business um that he's with sellerplex so he's going to be on in the future i know i know a lot of those guys that you're touting with fantastic minds in the amazon space will be on in the future and we'll make sure that they get to tout their own businesses but it's fantastic that everyone's coming together for this one event to kind of share those tips and tricks for people again and then we had a comment actually come through excellent show an excellent night from wagner thank you wagner for already commenting in and thinking that all, four of our tips are at least excellent so stay tuned we're gonna get through the rest of these seven before the top of the hour again thanks for a lot listening live everyone on facebook youtube twitter and on linkedin if you have a comment go ahead and submit it and we'll see it live if you have a question for gary wong of seven figure seller summit and 8020 sourcing uh go ahead and submit those in the comments and then you can also tag us on social media as well Make sure you listen to this on our podcast channels, wherever you consume your podcast. But step number four, tip number four, scaling your business. Fantastic tip on how to scale your business in 2021. Um, tip number five, let's go ahead and jump right into it, Gary. Yeah, yeah. And thanks, uh, Wagner, for the comment. I, I really appreciate that. I'm glad it's helping. So tip number five is, you know, as you scale your business, I mean, sometimes you can't just play offense. You got to play defense, right? You know, I think one of the famous sports coaches said defense wins championships, right? So you got to play some defense. And what I noticed was like a common thread among these seven figure sellers that were successful is building a moat around your business. What do I mean by a moat? If you can kind of picture like that middle, um, those middle ages, um, the, the castle, right? You know, with the King Arthur and stuff, there's like that, that water, you know, almost surrounding the castle so like the bad guys can't just like jump right into the castle right you got to have some protection right so it makes it harder for your competitors to compete against you in the e-commerce business world so case in point i spoke with paul baron who's a seven-figure seller and then he and his family they own a baby swimwear brand that he sells on amazon and he was he was confident he was transparent in revealing his brand because most amazon sellers they guard that that's like their, their secret sauce right they never talk about what they're selling but the reason he was confident is because he built a moat around his business how did he do that so his key strategy is he works with nano influencers to, okay to build an army of brand ambassadors okay so what are nano influencers these are influencers with less than ten thousand followers okay why not focus on like the huge ones well paul says the nano influencers tend to be more real people with real followers not just like fake numbers that people buy or like you know kim kardashian you know if she does something like a sponsorship you know people kind of know that she's getting paid for that it's not real right but these are the nano influencers they're real people like like you and me 
right? I mean, it could be like your friend, right? And they are, and it's also more cost effective as well. You know, you don't have to drop like a ton of money to get them help. Oftentimes, you know, you're, you, they'll do it for free. Just, you know, you can send a, a product to them. Of course, you have to tailor it to the right people, right? So he, Paul shared that not only do they, uh, these nano influencers help promote Paul's baby swimwear brand, but they also create content for his brand and his, right. his company. So literally he gets thousands of pictures on Instagram that people submit, that people share, you know, their babies wearing the, sw the, the swimwear, right? Um, that he can share and that he can repurpose. And he can use them as lifestyle photos. I mean, that's like the most effective type of marketing. It's not just like, like a commercial you see on TV. It's like a real person using your product, you know, to solve their problem, right? And then he shared that, you know, he's not afraid of copycats because he's built a moat around his business with his army of brand ambassadors. It's social proof. It helps him get more sales. It helps him get more reviews on Amazon. It helps him get feedback from real people that he can use to develop new products. Okay. It helps him launch as well. Right. You know, he has an audience, right? So this is one way you can build a moat around your business. And Paul, um, you know, he's very successful at that. And, you know, he revealed his product on our summit. Okay. So I think, you know, a lot of people can learn from that because most people haven't done this. Okay. Not only that, you can build a moat around your business on the sourcing side. Okay. You know, I spoke with um, a seven figure seller based in China. Um, he's a, a British, he's a Brit. Um, his name is Chris Davey. He's like a very smart guy when it comes to product design. Okay. Um, he works with an industrial designer to create unique products that you can't find on Alibaba. Okay. Literally it's custom design. Like they create their own tooling or their mold for his products. Okay. And then he owns that. So nobody else can just legally you know, go on Alibaba to, to get that. Okay. He owns it. All right. So it's very difficult for copycats unless, you know, they spend the same amount of money, the thousands of dollars in tooling to develop this. And this takes time and money, right? So that's one of the ways, another way you can build a mode around your business. Okay. And another strategy um, that I really love came from a seven figure seller in Lithuania, Seamus Jelvis. Um, he's running a seven-figure business built, you know, based in Lithuania, and he uses a sourcing diversification strategy. Okay, so this way, um, he doesn't give away the secret sauce. So no one, you know, supplier or you know, um, packager can see the entire product. So what he does is he sources, you know, part of the product in China, part of the product from Poland, other parts of Europe. Okay, he brings all the product, the parts to Lithuania where he lives, okay, and then he has, um, he has a, a warehouse, um, package it and bundle all the products, okay? So this way, no factory and nobody else can easily copycat his products because the, the Chinese sellers only see one piece of the puzzle, the Poland supplier only sees the other piece of the puzzle. And, you know, he has the secret sauce that he holds, in, you know, in, in, his, uh, in his warehouse, okay? So I think that, you know, these are some, some ways you can build a moat around your business. Um, you know, there's a lot of other ways as well that we cover in the summit, but, you know, because of time, I just wanted to share these three with you. So um, hope that helps. No, absolutely. I know uh, Paul is also a friend of the show, talked about his many chat techniques, but also being open and honest, I think is one of his, uh, his like, uh, superpowers, if you will, um, since we yeah. were talking about superpowers earlier, is that yeah. he wants to help people and he feels like it would come back tenfold when he does that. And he works with a group of other top uh, Amazon minds in the space. They always tout 
working with micro influencers because you had said it's free content. It's as simple as asking them for, Hey, do you mind taking a picture of my product? Um, we'll feature it on our website or feature it in our lifestyle images. And they have thousands upon thousands of pictures from actual clients where you can tell social proof. You can use it for your advertising. You can use it for your website. All that is free content, whether you would be paying, you know, thousands of dollars to a larger influencer, like a, like you said, Kim Kardashian or another person with millions of followers, you have to also realize that who you're trying to reach isn't always going to be reached by those kinds of people. So by the end of the day, it's more cost effective for lots of people to use micro influencers. Fantastic tip. I love it. Uh, for the sake of time, yeah. For sake of time, tip number six, Gary. All right. Go. Okay. So number six is about profitability. Okay. Th we cover this in day four. On the seven. So, so just to let you guys know, so day one is all about mindset. Okay. Day two is all about branding, marketing, you know, people like, like Paul, you know, they get really deep into this. Day three is about scaling. So you'll hear from, you know, people like, um, you know, Nick Ginsburg, uh, Hirsch, um, you know, talking about all these different scaling strategies. Uh, also, you know, selling internationally, you know, like you know, the sellers in Lithuania, you know, like uh, Chris Davies, the, the guy in China, you know, expanding to the different marketplaces. Day four is all about profitability, which is where we're going to talk about right now. Number one profitability tip is to know your numbers. Okay. I think it was Peter Drucker. He said, whatever gets measured gets managed, right? This 100%. This is true in the e commerce world. Um, a lot of people, you know, they try to 80 20 this. This is like the one thing you should not be 80 20. Okay. I mean, knowing your numbers. Okay, for example, you know, PPC, right? Amazon PPC is becoming more and more uh, a pay to play game to sell on Amazon, you know, according to big sellers like Bernie Thompson, eight figure seller in the electronics niche. Uh, he owns Pluggable, you know, and, and, you know, he has a motor on his business. He was transparent with his brand. Um, it's a great way to compete, you know, PPC, a great way to compete in a white hat way. And Amazon shares the exact search term, you know, buyers are using to find your products. But really, you got to know your numbers so you don't overspend. Okay. You're not, you don't overspend on the bleeders, right? The, the keywords that are bleeding money, the ones that are just skyrocketing A cost. You can easily lose thousands of dollars if you're not paying attention. This has happened to a lot of people. You know, I've been guilty of this. I know a lot of other sellers I've spoken to, that, um, you know, they're guilty of this. So you really have to know your numbers. Um, also, you know, on, on the positive side, um, you know, um, certain seven figure sellers, uh, like Cameron Walker, um, he's a Canadian uh, based in China. He runs an eight figure business with his family. Um, he knows his numbers on the product skew level and then he monitors them. And then doing this has enabled, enable him to create an eight figure business, right? You know, not only, you know, the sales, right? He goes really deep, right? He pays attention to the sourcing costs, to the shipping costs, to the duty, to the tariffs, to the FBA fees, and also including advertising. A lot of people overlook PPC, okay? Um, and then he really pays attention to the profits dashboard. He monitors them. You know, he looks at the monthly summary report, the detailed transaction reports. I mean, this is how he's able to run a profitable business. It's really, you know, people say it's like a game of inches, right? You know, take product sizing, for example. I mean, Cameron, he knows the exact dimensions of his packaging as his weight. He said literally he has like Amazon's different size tiers and the cost memorized like in his mind. So, you know, when he's specking out his product, he's building out the product, he makes sure he doesn't go over, you know, that 0.75 inch thickness or like, you know, that weight, right? I think it's like 330 grams. That way, you know, he can maximize his product and then also minimize his cost. Now, most of his competitors are not doing this on such granular level. 
that means more profitability to him. He knows his numbers. Okay, eight-figure seller, Cameron Walker. Definitely check out his session. You know, top 10 ways he scaled his business eight figures. Um, also, you know, in terms of your product inventory, you got to know your numbers. You got to know your sales forecast, right? You got to know your delivery times, you know, you know, with the delays coming now before Chinese New Year, so you don't go out of stock. You know, that's like one of the cardinal sins of being an e-commerce <laughs> seller, right? I mean, going out of Thank stock. You you're, you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that it's zeros on the board. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, everyone's guilty of this. I, it's happened to me, you know, it's happened to every seller. Okay. Um, and then the last thing with profitability is you, you got to watch your, your fees, right? You got to watch your Amazon fees, especially if you're selling internationally, you know, um, if you're selling internationally, you know, definitely consider tools like ping pong, right? You know, when I first sold internationally, my first year selling internationally, you know, I, I used Amazon's default uh, currency converter, you know, to bring all the, the foreign sales, the international sales back to my home country. By doing that, I spent 3.9% on the Amazon um, conversion fees, which is huge. At the end of the year, I sat down with my accountant and then he told me, Gary, you spent tens of thousands of dollars, you know, just on this currency. I totally didn't know that. I wasn't paying attention to my numbers, you know, so now, you know, I'm using ping pong, you know, ping pong was able to lower that rate to less than 1%. I mean, you know, obviously it depends on, you know, what your, your volume, but at the same time, you know, I saved about 2.9% where, you know, six figure business, that's that tens of thousands of dollars over the lifetime of the business. Right. So I highly recommend you guys, you know, look at the numbers, you know, watch your fees. And, um, you know, you know, this definitely, this could, you know, it makes like a huge difference in your business and especially, you know, going to number seven, especially if you want to sell your business, because knowing your numbers, knowing your profits, that will determine the ultimate selling price of your business. Okay. That's why knowing your numbers is so important. Absolutely. And that's what I tell all the time is the hidden fees that people uh, aren't aware of. Obviously it's, it's, it's something that if you're an Amazon seller growing internationally or even paying your suppliers, it's always something that you have to be aware of. Um, that's what we try to shine a light on. So thank you for that in terms of profitability. And then Gary, number seven in our episode of seven, 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 seven tips by seven figure sellers to grow your business to seven figures in 2021. What is number seven? Number seven is talking about exits, you know, to sell your business because right now in 2021, Amazon businesses are hot. Okay. For buyers. All right. Five years ago, if you, you know, Ryan, you and me, we were to tell someone here, we're going to sell an Amazon business. They would think you're crazy. I mean, what are you talking about? The Amazon business? What's that? Right. But nowadays you're seeing a lot of the, the smart money, the institutional investors, they're getting into the Amazon space because they see during the pandemic, like literally the only industry that's like booming is e-commerce, right? Because everyone, you know, they don't want to go out. They're stuck in quarantine. You know, they're, they're not going to restaurants. What, what are they doing for fun besides binging on Netflix? They're shopping online, right? <laughs> I don't know about you and me, but you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm shopping on Amazon all the time. Right. And you know, the, the smart money is aware of that. So they're getting into this space. So, you know, companies like Thrasio and other Amazon acquirers, they're really snatching up e-commerce businesses right now. Um, if you look at the numbers in the past year, over $1 billion in funding has been raised in the past 12 months. Right. Um, I was speaking to um, a broker, Allison Walker from Ecom Brokers in um, Scotland. These buyers, they have cash. They're ready to buy right now. Um, if you look at you know companies like Thrasio, they acquired you know, not only you know all those businesses in the U.S., but also in Europe. You know, it, this is happening all over the world. Okay, but it's it's not just as, so simple as listing my business and selling it. Okay, there's more nuance behind it, especially if you want to get a higher multiple. 
Okay. So, you know, talking to probably like a dozen seven figure sellers, you know, through the years that I've been doing this, I noticed some key things in best practices, ways that you can maximize your selling price. So I think this is super important. If you can just take one nugget from this, you might add an extra zero to your bottom line if you want to exit your business. And why do people want to sell it? Because this is probably the most valuable asset that you have right now. It's probably worth more than your car. It's probably worth more than your house. I mean, unless Ryan, you live in like a huge mansion. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> yeah. I live in the middle of a cornfield in Indiana, man. It's a, uh, it's not yeah. a mansion by any means, but it's a, it's a nice house, but I'm comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so if you're running an e-commerce business and, you know, I was speaking with Kellyanne Fidio, um, she's a seven figure seller that, you know, former attorney, she's a mompreneur based in California, um, you know, she exited her business and she, I asked her why. And she said, you know, it, it's her biggest asset. It's very risky to keep all your eggs in one basket, right? You know, it can all go away. You know, everyone knows about the Amazon suspensions, right? That's the nightmare scenario, right? So, I mean, you know, for the, this could be the end game for a lot of sellers, right? Because if you do exit, it can be over 50% of, you know, your, your income, you know, through the life of the business, right? More than, you know, the Amazon payment that, you know, they send you every, every two weeks and, um, so that's why it's so important. So what are buyers looking for? I think that's the key, key question. So as of right now, in 2021, here are um, a couple of, I would say, a couple of key best practices. Okay, number one, buyers, they want to see an established track record. Okay, at least 12 months, 24 months preferred. Okay, they don't want to see just like, you know, like a one and done, like a one hit wonder, just like spiking for like three months. Okay, you got to have some track record. Okay, uh, number two, in terms of the sales volume, they want to see at least a million dollar in annual sales. Okay, at least a seven figure business that that's more attractive. Three to five million is preferred. Okay, that might earn you um, higher multiple. I'm not saying that these are, you know, black and white. These are ways to boost your multiple or booster selling price. Okay. Absolutely. Number three is sales diversification. Okay. Um, it's less risk for the buyer. So what do I mean by sales diversification? Sales off of Amazon. It could be your Shopify site. It could be Walmart. It could be, you know, another platform. Okay. It could even be selling internationally. Okay. But the key benchmark is they want to see 30% off of Amazon. That's less risky from the, the buyer's perspective. Okay. In addition, Profit margins, okay. They like to see healthy, solid profit margins, 30% or more, okay. That's more attractive. That would earn you a higher multiple. That's why, you know, number six, knowing your numbers is so important, okay. Every, you know, $100 you save, that could be worth like $300 when you exit. You know, every $10,000 you save, that could be worth like thirty or $40,000 added to your exit. Think of it that way. That's why number six is so important, okay. Solid profit margins. The next one is having a real brand, okay? Not just, you know, like a hero product that's selling, generating the lion's share of yourself and some minions going along with that, right? You gotta have a product portfolio. You know, these products complement each other. You know, think about, you know, Ben, Ben Leonard, you know, with his beast gear. So he literally had like a whole lineup of people and people work out, you know, he had like, you know, like the, the weight gloves, right? He started with, with the weight gloves and then he branched out, you know, maybe it was like the belt, maybe it was like the knee brace, you know, when you're doing deadlifts, right? these products complement each other. It's not just like a hero product and that's it. Okay. Um, they also like to see a community of raving fans. Okay. You know, something like an email list or like a following on social media that really helps boost your multiple. And then in addition, I mean, they, they want to see solid financials, right? A profit and loss statement. Um, you know, this is key. So again, know your numbers. And uh, last thing, the bottom line is profitability. 
Okay, that's going to determine your selling price. So these are the key things what buyers are looking for. And you know, by doing these things right, this will help you maximize your selling price. Absolutely. All again, number seven, fantastic. I actually spoke to two different brokerage firms today that are trying to educate the community. They're obviously touting what Thrasio Perch, uh, you know, Recon Brands, but now Elevate Brands uh, are doing. Those kinds of companies are just growing so quickly. But it's when I spoke to them today, it was so fascinating to hear that this is your biggest asset that you'll probably ever have in your business. And to prepare you for that, obviously work with people that will work for you, but know all the facts, know all those things to help optimize your business, your brand, whatever you're selling to these potential companies, make sure that it's to its fullest extent because you don't want to get cheated out. It's like Shark Tank, right? You're building something that's personable to you. You want to be, build something either and let it go so that you can take care of yourself and your family for uh, generations to come. So again, that's fantastic. That is what a lot of people are looking for to see those trends continue in 2021. Seven tips to build seven-figure businesses uh, from seven-figure sellers already. So Gary Wong, why don't you go ahead? Can you recap real quickly those top bullet points for us before I let you go for your next? Uh, I know you're back-to-back -back already on this show, so yeah. why don't we recap real quickly um, th those, okay. those seven before we leave and yeah. give you a recap on seven-figure sellers? Sure. Yeah, so to recap, number one is mindset, right? Don't see failure as an end. You know, failure is part of success. Number two, you got to zig when everyone else zags. All right. Number three, in the game of e-commerce, David can win against Goliath. Okay. Where are the Davids out there? We're, we're nimble. We're speedboats. Remember that. Okay. Number four, when scaling, hiring, that's the lead domino. Okay. Building that team. So you take yourself out as the bottleneck. Number five, you know, think about defense, okay? Build a moat around your business, okay? So you can protect yourself against competitors. Number six, profitability, know your numbers. Number seven, you know, exits are hot, but you have to plan it out right to maximize your selling price, okay? Um, so, I mean, these this was just the tip of the iceberg. These were just my personal seven. I mean, Ryan, yours may be different. You know, people watching <laughs> out there, like, like Wagner, yours may be different. But, you know, everyone's at a different stage of their business. But I think the, the key thing is, you know, if you really want to build your business, scale your business and exit, definitely it makes sense to learn from people that have done it, right? So that's why I created the Seven Figure Seller Summit. Um, you know, I'm a seller and, you know, I'm kind of scratching my own itch because I really want to know how these guys are doing it, right? Because a lot of these people, you know, there's some famous names out there, but there's some people that, you know, most people haven't heard of. They're not selling a course. They're just doing it, you know? So I was able to, to find them, you know, using my network and then hopefully this will help you guys. And um, so check out, if you want a free pass, check out sevenfiguresellersummit.com. Um, we're going to launch February 8th. So you make sure you get a free pass now and then um, watch out for our emails. And um, yeah, so I think, you know, just in parting right now, I mean, it's tough for everyone, right? We're, we're in quarantine. Well, most of us, um, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, your, your family doesn't get it. Your friends don't get it. Like e-commerce, they think, you know, what's that, right? It's, they think it's like get rich quick. It's a scam, but it's not because we see the real people, they're doing it, right? So I think besides just learning, just being able to surround ourselves with like-minded entrepreneurs, um, you know, sellers from all over the world, 
you know, you know, I'm sitting in Japan, Ryan, you're sitting in the US, you know, we have people from all over the world, right? Um, I think that helps people just like in the mindset, right? So in addition, something else I, I, did, I forgot to mention is every day, at the end of every day, we have a recap. So we have a live recap. You guys can come on, you guys can ask questions. Um, we'll get some guest speakers on as well, right? And then this way, every day, you know, we're gonna help you take action, get you unstuck and move you forward with your business as well. So um, yeah. Yeah, really in, appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, the link for the Seven Figure Seller Summit is scrolling below. We'll make sure we put it in the comments of this video as well as the descriptions. Uh, you'll be hearing more if you follow uh, Ping Pong Payments uh, email list and social media. We'll be posting more about it. Again, I was a speaker. I was really excited to be invited on to share my tops and tips and tricks about what I understand uh, in the e-commerce business. Thank you for listening. And thank you, obviously, Gary, for hopping on today. You're a busy guy. I know you're talking to so many different people to amp up this program. Um, I think what you're doing is very valuable in terms of obviously the COVID era. One of these days we'll be doing them in person soon enough, hopefully. So, but until then, we're happy to contribute where we can. Um, thank you so much for hopping on another episode of Crossover Commerce. So appreciate your time today. Yeah, it's my pleasure, guys. Um, I see we have John Lee from Korea as well tuning in. So uh, look at that. We're already we're speaking. Thanks for the info. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's early in Korea right now. I'm not typically up this late going live yeah. to Korea, but it's, thanks, John, yeah. for uh, listening all the way from Korea. Again, this is not just for United States sellers. This is for um, sellers all around the world. Thank you for, again, yeah. tuning in live again on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Gary, thank you so much. I know you have the bolt for another call. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and uh, sign up. And thanks for joining again, friend of the show. Um, we'll be in touch very soon. Awesome. Thank you guys. Awesome. Bye everyone. Thanks, and thank you again, everyone who's listening again. This is Crossover Commerce. This is our show that goes live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Go ahead and download as well. Don't forget to subscribe and download to our podcast that go out on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as Google Podcasts, or wherever truly where you consume your podcast. Those are all consumable so that you can listen to them live wherever you're traveling to, or if you're at home and you just don't have time to listen to us live. Thank you again for joining us live. We're going to go again tomorrow, or excuse me, on Friday. We'll be a lot back live uh, with Marcus Patty from Helium 10. We're going to just talk about state of e-commerce in 2021. His insights are tips and tricks that we're both seeing and kind of doing uh, Ask Us Anything session. So go ahead and tune us live. Go ahead and subscribe to us on our social media channels as well so that you can be aware of any other future episodes of Crossover Commerce. Again, for Gary Huang of Seven Figure Seller Summit, I'm Ryan Kramer, the host of this show. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. Uh, for those of you who are also fans of uh, Ping Pong Payments, go ahead and subscribe to our webinar tomorrow. We're actually, uh, this would be on Thursday of uh, in U.S. time. We are going to be doing a webinar with Zonguru as well as Profit Whales, we're going to be talking about um, just successes on Amazon and how to be successful. And again, all their tips and tricks that they're going to share. I'll be hosting that as well. So go ahead and subscribe to our social media channels. Again, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram for those kinds of notifications. Again, thank you so much for joining us live on Crossover Commerce. I'm the host, Ryan Kramer. Thanks again.